Hello and welcome to your holistic. I'm going to do that over again. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to your holistic earth podcast. My name is Kimberly Carson Richards and I am your host for this episode. And today I am chatting with Shannon Hart. I am so excited, but before I introduce her, let me tell you more about this podcast. Your holistic earth is the bridge that connects you to your local and national experts in the field of holistic medicine and wellness. On each episode, we are interviewing experts that are going to help you be healthier and have an increased sense of well-being. You are in the right place. So today I have Shannon Hart. I'm so excited to chat with her. We've all heard about self-care, but what does it actually mean and how do you do it? Setting healthy boundaries is a powerful tool we can use to take better care of ourselves. And Shannon is going to teach us what boundaries are the myths around them and how you can set, set healthy ones. So Shannon, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited you are here and I am going to dig right in because I, I just love getting into these meaty questions. So please tell me, I would love to know how do you help people and what is the modality that you use? Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kim. Um, so I'm a life coach. I'm also a registered nurse. Um, and what I specialize in is helping people set healthy boundaries, which I think a lot of us, especially in my profession, we needed a lot of help in that regard. So that is what my niche is, is helping people who are chronic overgivers learn how to set healthy boundaries and have a healthier, more balanced life. Mm, I love that chronic overgivers. So how, if I was, I already know, but like if for someone watching, like, how do you know if you're a chronic overgiver, would you say? Oh, that's a good one. So usually when people are chronically overgivers, they have a really hard time saying no. So we're really good at, and I'm classifying myself because I'm still a chronic overgiver. Um, we're really good at giving and saying yes. And, um, we're not so good at accepting help. We're not so good at saying no to people. We're not so good at, um, oh, what would be another good example? Um, basically, we feel guilty is what the, the main thing that's the underlying feeling underneath it all is feeling guilty with um, saying no to other people. And so we just want to help other people and um, we just want to be that person for you know, your family, your coworkers, whoever it is that's in your life that you're wanting to, to help. And you just want to be that person to help give. So one of the main things that is usually the first sign is that you start feeling burnt out and resentful. That's usually the first kind of indication that um, something's up. So it's usually your feelings that are guiding you. Yes. Love it. I, I totally resonate with that. It's interesting. Would you say, because I mean, right now is a unique experience and we, we don't know what sometime in the future this will air, but people have been self-isolating or, you know, in some places having to quarantine. Would you say that that would even contribute even more to the people that really struggle with saying no to things? You know, it, it depends on your situation. I find that the people that are struggling the most right now are, are moms who are having to work from home and are having to try and parent their children and teach their children. And they're trying to do it all. And, and women in general have a, a, they have a lot on their shoulders. They, you know, they have to be, you know, the perfect mom, the perfect coworker. And now apparently they have to be the perfect teacher too. So I think a lot of women who are in that role of um, parenting and teaching and trying to be, you know, have their own careers. A lot of entrepreneurs, for example, are probably struggling right now with like, ah, what do I do? And where's my priorities? And just trying to make it work. Right. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I hear my eight-year-old. Like it totally resonates with me, you know. And the fact that sometimes it's like I have to just ignore she's here to get my work done, but yet I feel guilty that I'm not homeschooling. <laughs> I totally get that. So what would you say are some, you know, tools that you would then start to work with someone who is that, you know, person who's just never able to say no, and they're really starting to feel burnt out and overwhelmed. What would you say are some things they should start thinking about doing? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is like with uh, regarding boundaries is kind of like, what are your boundaries like what does that even mean because i think a lot of people there's a lot of myths around boundaries so if you're setting a boundary it means that you're selfish or it means that you're going to hurt other people or it means that you're angry and those i kind of want to clear up right now because you know all of those are not true if you're setting a boundary it means that you're actually doing something that's selfful so you're actually helping the other people in your lives because if you're not operating at your at your top you're not giving to the people that you think that you're giving to the way that you really want to, right? So if you're, if you, you know, filled your cup, you can't fill it from the empty cup, right? If you filled your cup, then you have more to give to other people, but you really have to satisfy those needs. So um, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, knowing what a boundary is and, you know, not being afraid of setting a boundary. Because I think a lot of people feel that, you know, that's, you know, that's selfish. I putting myself as first is selfish and it's not. So that misconception, I think, is one of the biggest things that people have to, the biggest hurdles that people have to get over mm-hmm. when they're starting to do this work. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so great. And, and so what, and I love you use the word myth because in your, so in your intro, we talked a little bit about um, self-care. So what would you say are some myths about self-care? Cause we hear this word tossed around a lot. So to you, what does that mean? And how do you want, like when you start working with someone as a client, like how do you want them to really incorporate that into their life so that they are filling their own cup? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, so I, I really, cause self-care is definitely like a hot word right now. I really like the word self-nurture to mm-hmm. me. That feels more like, okay, what am I doing? That's nurturing to myself. Um, it kind of puts it more in a headspace of like, you know, being your own like mother or your own, you know, person who would nurture you in a way that you want it to be nurtured. Right. So it depends. Like, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about self-care as well. It's like, you know, it's not all bubble baths and, you know, getting your nails done. Well, you know what, maybe for you, it is bubble baths and getting your nails done and that's okay. Maybe for you, it's, you know, going to the gym every morning, or maybe for you, it's saying no to some of the projects that, have been on your plate that is just too much. It just depends on the person, but you know, there's no right or wrong answer. And I think, you know, we see all these memes out there and, and things around self-care and it's not just bubble baths and, and getting your nails done. And it's like, well, it can be, <laughs> but um, it's, but I think a lot of it is, you know, it's not just saying yes to yourself. Sometimes it means saying no to other people. And that's, I think where some people have a hard time. Like they can, they can focus on themselves, but they, if they're not saying no to the things that don't serve them, then they're not really focusing on themselves. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And that's great. So what, like as an entrepreneur, one of my favorite self-care things is I love to just take a bath in the middle of the day. I don't know. It's like, Cause I can, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Cause I don't work at an office. I'm divided. If I want to go have a bath, like oh, a nice hot bath at one o'clock in the afternoon, that's totally okay. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I love that. So there's some great tips there. So 
Um, I do have, there was something you said, let me grab that nugget again. Okay. So for women, especially, I find this like the, the ability to say no, but also the ability to say no to yourself when let's say you just, you have some time, right. And you're like, I could do this thing to self nurture, but if I'm not doing stuff, like I know the dishes are dirty and the laundry needs to be done, uh, then I'm going to feel guilty about it. And then, so instead of like looking after myself, I'm going to go do those things because I feel like somehow my, my worth is attached to doing and I really struggle with being, would you say that's something that you encounter with when you're working with your clients is just the capacity to be like non-negotiable to be like, no, like I'm just doing nothing for this, like 30 minutes of time and not going to feel like guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Um, that, that is a really big issue. Um, I definitely struggled with that myself. I, um, it's funny because I, I, when I got burnt out from work, I, I realized, okay, like, there's a problem here. And so I took a stress leave. And the first thing I wanted to do on my first day of stress leave was clean out my closet. <laughs> like, oh, this is perfect. You know, I can clean out my, I can like paint my bedroom. I can do all these things that I've you know, been wanting to do. And it's like, no, you're just transferring one energy for another. And it's really important to have that quiet time. Um, like I really, I meditate. So for me, that's, you know, the time that I kind of get quiet um, and meditating. It doesn't have to mean like sitting in a chair, you know, in a lotus position and saying, oh, like meditating can kind of be anything, but it's something that you do for yourself that it doesn't necessarily accomplish anything. Um, but it, it gets you into that space because our brains are just, constantly wiring constantly firing and basically that time to yourself wherever whatever it is that you're doing that's you know quiet you know um inner kind of focus is it, it resets your brain and it helps you get more clarity and you actually get more accomplished when you've stopped and kind of had more clarity you know how like when you when you're doing a puzzle and you've been working on it for a while and then you go away and come back and it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's like, you know, really easy because you've taken that time away. Well, that's how your brain works. You know, when you're constantly doing things, you know, you don't have that chance to reset. And even like it's when we're sleeping, sometimes our sleep isn't that great either. So really getting that time to be quiet and doing whatever that is for you, if it's reading or, you know, going for a walk or listening to music, whatever that is, it's so important. And it seems like you're not getting anywhere or getting ahead, but you really, you really are. Love that. Love it. That's so good. And I agree. Meditation is such a great way to step away. And for those that, that are watching that are entrepreneurs, it's also important to like take time where you're just not thinking about your business. I know it's hard, <laughs> but like if you're on vacation, like truly I like challenge yourself to just leave it behind. Yeah. I know it's messy and complicated, but so what would you say, you know, because you, you really, you've talked about boundaries. So here I am. Okay. I've like something you said is triggered and I know, I, okay, like it's time to start setting some boundaries. So what would you say if you were giving someone advice would be like, okay, here are the two things you need to do right now to just get comfortable with mm -hmm. saying no. Like, how do you do that when you've never done that before? When you've just always been that yes person? Yeah. It, you know, and it's tough. Um, <laughs> I think one of the first things you need to do is, um, before you start getting into like actually saying no is, what are your values? So your values are really important in kind of guiding your, your life, like for every aspect of your life, if it's your career, if it's your family, if it's your friends, everything. 
Um, because if you value value to, um, family time or if you value honesty, but what you're doing isn't aligned with that, you're going to have this, you know, this feeling of anxiety or something that's going to be in you that's pulling you that's making you feel like, you know, there's something wrong. So like, for example, if you value family time, but if you're like a lot of my clients are in healthcare and, you know, they're picking up overtime to try and make more money to, you know, get the, the, the vacation or whatever it is, well, then you're not aligned with your values. So you're going to have some issues, right? So figuring out what your values are and what's important to you first is a good step because then you're going to know who you can say no to and why you're saying no to it, because it's going to make more sense. So, you know, if you value, like if you go to church and you value, you know, your your spirituality, if that's one of your top things, then going saying yes to those church activities is going to make sense. But if it's, you know, lower down on the totem pole before your family, well, then it's going to be easier for you to say, okay, you know what? I value my family more than I value my, my church or my spirituality. So I'm going to have to say no to these, you know, these issues that conflict, if that makes sense. Total sense. And I love that so much. Um, and it, yeah, digging into your values also, it just gives you so much perspective in all areas of your life. So if it's something you haven't done before, for sure, start there. Yeah. Would you say, so like, I just had a, like an example come to mind while you were talking, because I think sometimes people say yes out of a sense of like some type of societal obligation. And so like the, the example that came to my mind is like saying yes to going to a baby shower for a person you've only met once or twice at the office. Right. So would you, what would you say to the people that feel like, well, I don't want to say no because I'm worried about what people are going to think of me or there's some kind of like unspoken expectation that I'm going to do this thing or show up for this thing. Right. Oh, that's a great question too. So like, I mean, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's, you know, ask like, okay, so does it conflict with any of your other obligations? Is it something that you feel like pulled to do to say yes? Is it something that, um, you know, could you see an opportunity coming out of it? Or is it something that you're just, you know, you're actually dreading. So again, kind of getting into that, like feeling of um, what's going on in your body. And if you're feeling like, you know, there's some anxiety or something that just feels off with going, then listen to that. That's, I think that's your body has a lot of wisdom in it and listening to that is really helpful. Um, but also putting yourself first. Does this, you know, would this be an example of self-love and self-care? So like right now, there's, I'm actually in the middle of this right now because I'm struggling with it. I'll, I'll share. Um, I signed up for a Toastmasters class and I've been going and at first I found it really helpful. Um, and I kind of feel like I've plateaued and I'm like, okay, well, I've got like a month left. I'm like, ah, do I keep going? The people are really nice. And you know, it's like, okay, but is this serving me? Is this, you know, what would somebody who loves themselves, what would somebody who puts themselves first, what would they do in that situation? You know, would they keep going out of a sense of like, they don't want to disappoint somebody else or make them feel guilty, you know, and you can, you can remedy that too. You can say, okay, you don't have to just like not show up or not go or make an excuse. You can say, you know what, thank you for this invite, you know, with the baby shower, you know, it, it, you can say it conflicts with something because it kind of does. It conflicts with what putting yourself first is. And I hope you guys have a great time. And if you feel the need, you know, you can sign a card or whatever, but you don't have to, there's different levels, if that makes sense. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. And, and I think too, is like, it's okay to say no without having an excuse or a reason, right? That's the other it's thing. okay to just politely decline. Yeah. I, and I know that's something I really had, I had to, and still continue to work on is thank you for the invitation, but I'm a no this time. Yeah. And not yeah. be like, cause I'm washing my hair. <laughs> 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 right? like, it's just, a no, thank you. <laughs> You don't have to make excuses. Exactly. <laughs> just you know, this doesn't work for me right now. I love that so much. It's so great. Okay. So I would love to dive into another meaty question. Tell me about an obstacle that you have overcome that helps you be better at what you do and how you help people right now. Okay. So I, I guess I can give some background as to why I am a coach that specializes in boundaries. Um, so for me personally, um, my, when I was growing up, my parents were really ill. Um, they had their own kind of mental illness going on and, um, I kind of was my own caregiver. So I had to take care of myself. I had to take care of my sister and, um, I had to like sometimes take care of them. So growing up, I didn't really have a whole lot of a childhood. Um, and then I went right into nursing because, well, I was already good at taking care of people. So here I am. So, you know, the people pleasing behavior really, you know, it, it sounds like it was like a really bad thing to have is people pleasing behavior, but I had to honor the fact that it helped me survive when I was a kid, you know, reading my parents, you know, their moods and everything and figuring out, okay, like, how do I, how do I not get, you know, you know, scolded or hit or whatever, or how do I not set them off? Um, and so I learned how to read them really well. And I learned how to interact with them in a way that kept me safe. So that people pleasing behavior was very much ingrained in me from a very young age. Um, and when I first started doing this work, I was really upset with it because I was like, oh, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm such an overgiver. And it's like, okay, but it served me at a time when I needed it to serve me. So it helped me survive because I don't think I would have survived. You know, I, I wouldn't have gotten the care and attention that I, you know, I needed at the time. And so now that I'm an adult, I don't have to rely on that anymore. So I can forgive myself for, you know, going back into that behavior when I, you know, I sometimes screw up because, you know, if you're not, I'm not perfect and nobody is, I'm, I still struggle with issues around boundaries. Um, and I just have to remind myself that, okay, like this helped me survive then. That's why I'm reverting back to it. I don't have to rely on that anymore. So this is why I really love um, doing what I do because I found with nursing, um, because I, I think a lot of people who go into nursing and people who go into healthcare in general um, and, and any sort of giving profession, um, there is this kind of need to like please and to help people. And it's not always coming from a healthy place. So for me, it was kind of, it was helping me survive. It was helping me feel accepted and feeling like I belonged. So I found that I wasn't the only one among my colleagues that was struggling with this. And, you know, it really, it creates a culture when you're around a bunch of people who do that. It creates a culture of, you know, we're always overworked, we're always stressed out, and we allow it to happen in the system because we're just so used to it. We don't think that we're worthy of more. So I was like, you know, screw this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to, you know, work on myself. And then I was like, okay, but I really want to help other people who are struggling with these same things because, you know, being Canadian, I think we have that kind of ingrained in us to be nice and to be polite and then being women as well, because if you're not, 
you know, if you're not nice, then you're a bitch. Like we don't really have any middle grounds. Like if a man's, you know, you know, says no and, you know, goes for what he wants, he's ambitious. You know, if a woman does it, you know, she's a ball buster, you know what I mean? So we, we shy away from that. And it's like, no, look, we need to own that. This is what, you know, the culture has created around us and it's not healthy. And here are some tools that we can help overcome it. So I just, like I said, I just, you get me on a tangent. I just love, I love, and I just love, I just love it. (laughs) So that's why I really love. I love hearing people's story, right? It helps us connect on a heart level. That's, that's, and I totally resonate. I get that people pleasing thing. I, I was, I was that way as a child as well. And so I understand, but it can also be a strength as an adult right? Having to, being intuitive to the needs of the people around you. So thank you for sharing that. So if you were to leave the people watching with one thing, if you were like, if you took one thing away from watching this episode, what would you want them to think after they leave this? Um, so it wasn't something we got to, but I do want to, there are a couple tips I really want to like drive home um, with setting boundaries. So one of the first things I really want to encourage is people to start small. Um, so one of the one of the examples that I give or one of the exercises I give my clients is so practice doing it like at least once a day. Tell your family members that you're doing it. So it's not cheating by letting them in that you have to say no. And you can do something small. So like when you're at the dinner table, if somebody asks you to pass the salt, you say no. <laughs> like it doesn't, it seems silly, but it really you're going to get that same uncomfortable feeling that you would get saying no to somebody else, even though, you know, there's a part of your brain that like knows that this is, you know, not the real thing, but there is a part of your body that's saying, ah, no, ah, how do I say no? So it does work. Um, but the real big thing that I, um, I want to drive home is if you do set a boundary, um, follow through with it. So, if you, if you give a boundary and say, you know, if you're, if you continue to yell at me, I'm going to have to walk out of the room, walk out of the room. Or, you know, if you continue to harass me about X, I'm going to have to do, you know, Y. Definitely follow through on that because if you don't, it, the people that you're setting the boundary with won't take you seriously. So if there's anything that I really want to make really important is once you've set that boundary, stick to it. And it feels really hard, but it's going to be a lot easier to stick to it and then set more boundaries in the future than if you relapse and then the person doesn't think that your boundaries are serious. So that's a really important thing. Love that so much. So really become non-negotiable with your boundaries. Yeah. Set it and then stick to it. I love it. That's great advice. So Shanna, for people watching, if they want to connect with you further, how, what's the best way for them to contact you? Awesome. So I have an email. Um, and I can post it, um, underneath the link whenever yes, we will include your links in the show notes for sure. So email, I also have a Facebook group. My, um, my business is called empowered hearts mentoring. So oh, you can okay. find that on the website. You can find that I have a Facebook page and then I also have email as well, which is heart to heart mentoring. Perfect. Perfect. So open invitation. They can find you all over social or they can email you if they want more information on how they can work with you. Well, Shannon, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Getting to know you and help hearing more about how you help people. Um, and so for those of you watching, it's time to go set some boundaries and take better care of yourself. <laughs> so we will catch you for the next episode. Thank you for watching. This has been awesome. Thank you, Shannon. And we'll catch you next time.